0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite in fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Welcome to Literary Quest. This week
1: we're discussing Queen of Darkness by Anne Bishop. It is book three in the Black Jewel series and the end of the original trilogy. So, sugar um, warnings in this one, I guess we might be, we'll probably still be referencing some of the previous um, sexual assault and stuff like that. So, monitor yourselves accordingly. It definitely won't be as intense as the first one though. Okay, so I will do our characters and locations and Marissa will pick up with our plot. First, we have Janelle Angeline. She's our central character. She's 25 in this book and has completely accepted her role as witch, as well as queen of the shadow realm. She is kind and thoughtful. She has great respect and care for all blood, including the kindred, and is generally loved by all of her friends and chosen family. Although her biological family is awful, her grandmother Alexandra believed that she was mentally unstable. We have Damon. he is a black jeweled black widow male. At the end of the last book, he dragged himself out of the Twisted Kingdom with Janelle's help and has been searching for his friends and Janelle since then. Despite being out of the Twisted Kingdom, he is still fragile as his crystal chalice is not completely healed. Um, And he is supposed to be Janelle's mate slash consort. We have Lucivar Yaslana. He's an Arian warlord who is Janelle's chosen brother and Damon's actual brother. He is hot tempered, but really just wants to take care of all the females in his life. Um, since the last book, he has gotten married and had a son. We have Satan Sa Diablo. He goes by many names, but he's the ruler of hell as well as Janelle's chosen father. He is demon dead black, and black jeweled. He's also the father to both Damon and Lucifer. Now that Janelle has accepted her role as queen, he is the steward in her court. He enjoys his role, although is often exasperated by some of the antics that the court gets into. His ex-wife Hecata is just the worst. She wants to rule all the realms, and this includes his territory. It would also mean killing Janelle. He is friends with some powerful demon dead like Adolar and Prothfar. We have Dorothea, who is a queen in uh, Tyrell. She, like Hecata, wants to rule all the realms. She is just as awful. She previously kept Damon as a pleasure slave and likes to torture males. She is threatened by anyone stronger than her and wants Janelle out of the picture. And we have Surreal Sa Diablo. She is an assassin, sex worker, and probably one of the closest things Damon has to a friend. Her mother, Titian, was murdered and is now leader of the Harpies in Hell. We have two main locations um, in this book. We have the uh, Kalir, which is the shadow realm. It's where a lot of um, mythical creatures or the kindred reside. It's the realm between Tyrell and Hell. The blood that do reside here have mostly continued to live according to the old ways. Uh, Most of this book takes place in Kalir. And then we have Terrell, this is the realm of light. Um, it has mostly abandoned the old ways of the blood, which has resulted in the tainting of the realm, courtesy of Dorothea Sa Diablo, ruler of the realm, and Hecata, who have bastardized the blood in their scheming to gain power. All right, Marissa, would you like to pick up with our plot?
0: Yep. So this book opens with Dorothea Diablo making an impassioned plea to the queens of the Turil territory, while revealing that she has aged considerably and is no longer the beautiful, youthful-looking priestess that she once was. She blames Satan, Diablo, and his sons, Damon and Lucifer, for this, and claims that all of the horrible things that she has done in the past to the people of this territory were done because she was being controlled by Satan. She ends the speech with the unveiling of the bodies of several of the blood who had gone to Kalir to immigrate there and were slaughtered. She pleads for their support and... This is part of the plan that she and Hecata have crafted to take control of Janelle Angeline and use her uh, to gain dominion over Kalir. Janelle's grandmother, who we saw in the first book in the series, her name is Alexandra. She's a queen of Shello, and her former consort, Philip, are at the gathering and are worried because Alexandra's granddaughter daughter Wilhelmina, has just gone to Collier for one of the immigrant fairs, and they fear that she has been killed. Wilhelmina is not among the dead, but Alexandra wants her returned to to Tyreel, and so she meets with Dorothea to see about getting her back, and they come up with a plan to have her returned that will basically involve kidnapping, but Dorothea demands that she also bring Janelle back to to Tyreel, um, and that has to be the main priority because she is the queen of Ibn Ascabi and is allegedly being controlled by Satan. Alexandra can't believe this, uh, but she accedes to Dorothea's plan. Meanwhile, at the immigrant fair in Little Tareel, Lucivar is looking for people to bring back with him to Ibn Re, uh, which is his territory, uh, but also desperately looking for Damon. It's been five years since he left the Twisted Kingdom, but Damon has yet to arrive in Kalir to become Janelle's consort. His name hasn't appeared on any of the lists of immigrants, but by chance, after finding several Arians to take back with him, Lucivar runs into Damon as well as real and Wilhelmina at the fair and quickly makes arrangements for them in, to enter into service with him uh, so that they can come with him. Lord Jorval, who's a member of the Dark Council and who is under Hecate's control, has a problem with this as he was to make sure that Damon was placed with one of the queens and Little Tariel, where he could be manipulated but lucivar is unmoved and he quickly whisks all of our friends off with them with him to the hall in pillier which is satan and janelle's home janelle is out making rounds with the kindred in their territories but all the rest of the first circle are present at the hall which takes some getting used to for everyone also damon has finally remembered the events of the night that Janelle was raped 13 years ago but he still feels unsteady and unsure of himself around all of the men in the hall especially around his father Satan and his brother Lucivar Janelle returns to the castle and she and Damon are really awkward around each other. Uh, Damon wants to be close to her but he doesn't want her to feel pressured to be with him and Janelle doesn't want Damon to feel forced to be with her so they're just very uncomfortable alexandra angeline and her entourage show up at the hall demanding that wilhelmina and janelle be given back to them so that they can return to to and satan basically says that if he had a choice he would see them all executed for the trauma that janelle endured at briarwood because of them but as it would upset Janelle and as it's not his place, but the Queens to decide their fate, he allows them to stay at the hall. Alexandra confronts Janelle and believes that she is a puppet being controlled by Satan as the eccentric child and seemingly odd woman. She has become couldn't possibly be so powerful. However, when a escort or guard of Dorothea's who is enchanted to stay hidden um, by Dorothea and Hecata attempts to kidnap Wilhelmina and kills a young kindred tiger prince in the process. They all learn exactly how powerful Janelle has become. Janelle banishes Alexandra's entourage from Collier forever and she destroys Alexandra's ability to do more than basic magic. This temporarily swarts Dorothea and Hecate, but they form a new plan when Cartain and Lord Hobart approach them to undermine the role of Janelle's first circle of queens in Kalir. Lord Hobart is uncle to Janelle's friend, Carla, queen of Glacia, who exiled him when she ascended to the throne and he wants his title back. Cartain is also really salty because he tried to get Janelle to heal him because he is suffering from an illness that affected all of the men who uh, basically tortured and raped children at the Briarwood Hospital. And everyone else has died but him, and Janelle refuses to heal him, which is really great. So the queens return to their castles, and Damon and Janelle finally get out of their own way and become romantically involved. Things go awry, though. Morton, Carla's cousin, is killed when he goes to investigate one of the gates that lets them travel between realms, and discovers that the town has been overtaken by Terelians. Carla is also poisoned and dying, but fortunately. She had a ring crafted similar to the one the men in the first circle wear, which alerts everyone that something has happened Something has happened that's bad and erects like a, a shield around her to protect her. And so Damon arrives at the castle and takes Carla to Janelle where she begins to heal her, but due to the poison, Carla loses the function in her legs. After this, several attacks occur throughout the realm, and it becomes obvious that Kalir will have to go to war against K- to real just like they did fifty thousand years ago. Janelle is adamant that war be avoided, though, because she has seen in the magic webs that Black Widow witches can use to see the future that if Kalir goes to war, everyone in her first si- in her first circle and everyone that she loves will will die. And so will a lot of other people. She has seen another web that will result in the killing of all of the blood. But she's been working on another plan to try to separate the good blood from the bad, which Damon helps her with. And so Janelle demands that everyone stay at the keep um, and order their people to retreat, which no one likes, and they all get really pissy about it. Dorothea and Hecata make a plan to use Janelle's loved ones as bait to get her to submit to them. So they kidnap Lucifer's wife and child, which of course causes Lucifer to go to Toreal to get them. And then Hecate sends a note to Satan saying that they have Lucifer. And so of course, Satan goes after them, knowing that they won't trade Lucifer for Satan, but hoping that his captivity, along with the others will spur Janelle into taking action. Again, everyone is pissed. But no one realizes, except maybe Carla, that Janelle has a plan. She and Damon have been working together to weave a massive web, which Janelle will use to destroy the bad blood and save the good blood. But Janelle needs 72 hours to tunnel into her power to make this happen. And so... (laughs) Damon agrees to go to Tyrell and be a distraction to give Janelle the time that she needs, but he wants her to marry him when he returns. He doesn't realize that using this much power will probably kill Janelle, but she does, and she sadly agrees to marry Damon, even knowing that she likely won't be around to do it. Damon becomes the sadist that he's known for and enters Dorothea and Hecate's war camp and seems to do some really awful stuff to convince them that he just wants to use Janelle so he can be powerful and rule Collier. But will it be enough to allow Janelle to work the magic that she needs? And will Janelle be able to prevent all-out war and the death of all of the people that she loves? And even if she can do that, will she survive it? spoilers abound. I think this is the first time I've read a book where the central character in the book doesn't actually get a point of view.
1: I know. It's interesting. And I know it bugged me for the first book a lot, but I think by the end of the series, I was just like, it's just what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of just give up, right? Yeah. Like everyone's talking about Janelle And we see Janelle doing things, but we never actually get to see how she feels. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't decide if this is, like, a really clever way to tell a story or if it's just really annoying.
1: I would like, like, I guess, again, at least sort of Janelle, like, a mystery, right? Like, oh, what's she thinking? What's she doing? You know, like, if we did have insight into her, we would know everything, I guess, that's going on. But you, time, you want to know how her mind works. And yeah. it's just, it was frustrating. Um, I because, just
0: think it's an odd way to tell a story.
1: Yeah, especially because this is supposed, like, one of the things is supposed to be a feminist novel, right? Mm-hmm. But this is being told from the point of view of all the men in her life. Yeah. And yes, she's powerful and yes, she's great and yes, she's a woman and all of this, but to, I don't know, almost like silence her own voice, you know, mm-hmm. we just, what does she do in her time? Like when she's just hanging out by herself, I guess she reads, I don't like, what's she doing?
0: I mean, I would like to understand the emotions that she's feeling in this story. Yeah. How does she feel about, uh, pursuing Damon how does she feel about knowing that she's probably gonna die to save all of her friends how does she feel about I mean just her interactions with her court
1: yeah I mean they're her friends you know like Carla gets you know almost killed at one point more yeah and Morton dies Morton dies you know we see her have these like really strong reactions to the kindred dying but we never get like we only get other people being like oh she's sad or when like she has to uh, that thing goes down like her whole family comes and uh-huh. she's sad you know we get damon kind of comforting her so we get this moment of vulnerability from him like from his point of view of her and then in terms of you know you're talking about um we don't know how she really feels about damon you know because yeah we really don't and when she has this conversation with surreal surreal sorry (laughs) um you know she's like I love him and it's like nothing that has happened would indicate like what what I was (laughs) like what
0: you do since when okay yeah definitely um
1: definitely would have helped to have a little bit of insight on what's going on in her head
0: yeah I mean, I, I guess I just don't understand the point of not including her point of view when we have the point of view of like literally everyone else, Mm. all of the men plus surreal plus Carla, sometimes Morton, we get points of view from everyone except Janelle, like the, the center point of the story like even I mean, a, we get a point of view from a dog and a spider like I just don't understand <laughs> we get a point of view from Lucifer's mother yes too yeah. like what even Lucifer, who we hate she gets a point of view Yeah. like obviously this was done really intentionally I just don't understand the point yeah I don't know maybe i maybe that's me being dense i just I feel like that's an odd way to tell a story yes but all right you do you and bishop I was shocked as shit to see that this book actually has like 10 books in this like this there are 10 books in this series oh and yeah. there's another one coming out next year I was like oh, really
1: yeah I think this probably should have ended here or maybe had like a little novella afterwards yeah um So I guess spoilers for one of the books I didn't actually read. I only read the first three, but I don't want to read any more one because I'm like done with this story. But two, because like Janelle dies and then Damon and Surreal fall in love.
0: I hate that. I hate that
1: so much.
0: No, I don't like it. And I refuse to accept that. That's what happens.
1: Exactly exactly that me too because like when i first read the series i was like this was pretty good maybe i'll read the next one or one of the novellas or something like that and then i saw there like on one of the reviews people like a couple of people were like no she like assaulted him in the first book or whatever you know Mm -hmm. like she has her issues like why why they've never had this sort of chemistry i i yeah so a lot of people were upset about that and I was plus like he waited uh, centuries for Janelle yeah she's dead for a year and he moves on with surreal a year And I, I, I hate like it. that no
0: this it, is like, why it ruins it
1: for me this
0: is what happens when one of the people is long-lived and then the other people has a like a mortal lifetime
1: mm-hmm.
0: which why does I don't understand why Janelle has a mortal lifetime, whatever. Okay. Whatever. Um, but like, this is the problem. Like what happens when they die A the person just keeps living after waiting centuries and centuries for their soulmate to show up, they die mm-hmm. and that's it. I don't like it. I refuse to accept that. That's what happens. And I'm yeah. finished. I am done. Yeah, me too. That's why I
1: did not continue the series. I have no desire to continue the series. It ends here with just Chanel and Damon happily ever after. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what happens after the LS don't, sentence. I have no idea. No this,
0: idea. I'm gonna rant about it when we get to the end. <laughs> I have I was so I was so freaking annoyed. <laughs> I was so I was like, are you shitting me? Yeah. I waited all this time for this i was so annoyed and i'll save it for the end though <laughs> but there's a rant coming so prepare yourself uh, 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 yeah
1: um yep. so let's there's another time jump in this oh my, so let's talk about gosh. what our characters have been up to we have Janelle working on her court and everything, and it's fallen into place. Lucifer is moving on. He's got a wife.
0: And he a got kid. married and had a yeah. kid, which is adorable. Yeah.
1: And meanwhile, Surreal and Damon are just like wandering around. to, re- Like, what's Terrell? Terrell. Oh, I want to say Terrell. Terrell, right? They're just wandering
0: around there. I guess like Damon's like, uh for five years. Uh, it took him five years to figure out that i was like are you kidding (laughs) what the heck yeah he woke up and was like oh she said she would be here and she's not my dude she spent three months convalescing after Mm -hmm. trying to build this path for you to get out of the twisted kingdom you could do some of the work
1: (laughs) i know i know i was so
0: like oh, why did it gosh. take you so long to figure out where you needed to go i mean on top of that surreal kind of knew and she has that token or whatever She that... had a coin a tote yes <laughs> like oh i've got this thing why didn't you just take damon with you what what have you been doing surreal i don't know i, just, I that was, I was so
1: frustrating i guess it gives it gave janelle more time to mature you know so when he got there because otherwise like she'd be 20 right and now she's like 25.
0: Uh, yeah I mean maybe I it guess. gives her maybe that's why maybe he's just I just don't understand why it took him five years to figure out he needed to go to Collier. Or... I don't know. Were you just waiting for her to show up?
1: Well, little... point... She
0: doesn't even know where she where he's at like yeah he knows.
1: Yeah at one point, he also was like thinks that he killed her again. Like the like power she had to use to get him out of the twisted
0: kingdom, like killed oh, yeah, her. That's right, like that on top of it, like what? I'm just so tired. I feel like the amount of mental gymnastics Janelle has had to go through to get this man on board. I'm just so tired. Oh. <laughs> uh, Yeah. I like Damon, but he wears me out. Mm -hmm. Also, so he finally does go to Collier Mm -hmm. and just happens to run into Lucifer. And he's like, what the hell, man? (laughs) You weren't even on any of the lists, which is not his fault. But Damon is so, like, uh, angsty and like he's still fragile from his chalice being shattered and put back together because not all the pieces there's like a few pieces that are not in place yet which Janelle fixes for him but he shows up and Lucifer he sees that Lucifer has a wedding ring and he's like oh my gosh they got married like that's a leap that you took right there yeah. he just
1: assumes that I think that like everybody wanted witch you
0: know mm-hmm. like
1: and um so yeah. so he's like oh lucifer married her um yeah (laughs) there's a
0: conclusion let me jump
1: to it yes he doesn't ask like i would totally be like oh my god you got married congratulations i mean i guess i don't i mean like you could just say
0: like did you marry janelle who are you married to or like
1: is she alive he didn't even ask if she was alive it was so bizarre he He was
0: like oh she's dead like don't tell me if she's alive And then he saw, like, Lucifer was talking about him, and he saw Lucifer's wedding ring, he's like, oh, they got married. Like, what is wrong with you? Just ask the questions. (laughs) Why are you being such a coward, you 17-year-old, 17-year-old, 1700-year-old, like, sadistic warrior man is afraid to ask the questions? I mean, he's never been in love before. I guess. And that probably just highlights that the fragility that he's still like experiencing after being in the twisted kingdom. Like I know it was very traumatic. He's and he's experienced a lot of trauma. And so maybe asking those questions just feels like something that he cannot tolerate at this point. I feel like I'm not being very compassionate towards him, but I was just so frustrated. And maybe it's just like that the miscommunication trope trope does tend to just annoy me anyway, where it's like if the characters would just have a conversation, all Mm -hmm. of our problems would be solved. And that comes up a few times in this story. So maybe it's just that.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating, but I do like he's finally away from all of the, um, awfulness that's ter- ter- real yeah and he gets to um clear <clears throat> and they go through like the three rules or whatever and the third one is to obey mm-hmm. and damon is like well what if that like the others interfere and lucifer's like so throw it away like we don't follow that here and he's mm-hmm. like oh my god you get away with that right? And so it was just, like, really cute to see him, like, kind of, like, having to adjust to being, like, oh, I am not, like, in danger here, yeah.
0: you know? Um, yeah. I think so. Satan gives him a book on protocol, and he's, like, you he really need to read this book, and uh, Damon's, like, why? It's, like, the same, and Teriel, and Satan's, like, no, no, it's it's really not, and so I like that he has this ability to recognize that you know, he's not property anymore, even if he is a consort and he has some autonomy and he has some influence on like the decision-making that females make too. He's not just like a broom waiting to be used. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to see that for him. Damon and Janelle's relationship is really cute. It's like it's sweet, but annoying how much effort they put into not triggering the other. Uh, cause I feel like, If they would just talk, they could kind of get out of their own way, but they both have these moments where they're talking to other people or just to themselves where Damon is like, I don't want to trigger her. And I don't want her to feel like she has to be with me. And Janelle is the same way. So I think she's talking to surreal and Mm -hmm. she says, I don't want him to feel obligated. And don't you think he's been used enough at this point? It's sweet how considerate of the other. They both are
1: but that also hobbles them yeah. because they don't take any steps towards improving their relationship they're just like uh, uh like i like you you like
0: uh you like, like me
1: oh. <laughs> i know and then uh, damon's like embarrassed kind of about it because you know all the other
0: consorts
1: and everyone knows that they're not like have a prop like it's like proper consort queen mm-hmm. relationship or whatever you know Mm -hmm. but they're all nice about it they're all like oh you know we all play cards like what did you think we did with you know
0: yeah
1: they're nice about it and then satan finally clears like everybody out of i don't remember if they're in the hall or the keep wherever they're he clears everybody out so that it's just basically um janelle and damon so that he can seduce her Mm -hmm. and it's like two months it still does not or two weeks that's right two weeks because then um surreal comes back and she has that conversation with Janelle where Janelle is like I want him I don't want him to laugh at me and surreal's like he's he's not gonna laugh at you I don't think that's what's gonna like that's not what's gonna happen
0: yeah Um, well she's also embarrassed by her lack of experience too she's mm -hmm. the only times that she's been kissed it's been disgusting and so that's, she's not like, she's afraid that it's going to be like that. And that's not, not what she's interested in, but also Damon has been around for a really long time and was a sex slave. And so he's, she perceives him as having all of this experience and she feels inadequate in comparison to that. And she also just again, just doesn't want him to feel like he's being used by her, mm-hmm. um, meanwhile, Damon's like, I'm going to give the ring back. <laughs> she doesn't love me. She's never going to love me. She doesn't even like me and I feel bad. So I'm going to give her the consort ring and I'm just going to leave.
1: No, he says he's going to fight for it. That He's not going to give her the ring back.
0: He's like, well, she's going to ask for it. No, she's like, he's going to ask like, she's like, she's going to no. ask for it. And then he's like, he no, says that. yeah, he starts out feeling that way though. He's like, she doesn't even like me. And then she, she does that and he's like no I'm gonna fight for it he's just very like unsteady in his place in this in this in her world basically yeah there's just a lot of angst because it does start out with him being like I'm gonna give the ring back she doesn't want me I'm embarrassed and I'm gonna leave and then she does something and he's like no I'm gonna keep it
1: (laughs) right he's just and he's like no I'm gonna fight for the ring like no.
0: oh and do you know how relieved I was when it was an like,
1: actual ring it was a literal ring and not another cock ring yeah I was like <laughs> I I was relieved because I was like is this another like it was a cock ring and I just glossed over it because I didn't want to but no he like twirls it on his finger and I'm
0: like, yeah that ring God. is an actual ring all the other rings are cock rings, like they're wedding Why? rings, are real rings. I don't I don't understand. Um uh but how did I not realize that Damon had never had sex before? So um de da- Surreal confronts Surreal confronts Janelle and is like, Look, Damon is being a sad, mopey little puppy, just just a sad guy. You need to put him out of his misery, either like bone him or cut ties. And Janelle says, "Like, don't you think?" And J- Surreal's like, "Damon has never had sex before.
1: He's nervous too. That's right. She's, yeah, he's, he's nervous, nervous
0: too. too. He's never done this before. He's done all this other stuff, but he's never had sex before. And I don't. How did I not ever realize that this was a thing?" I
1: don't know.
0: I I thought I I even said it at one point. Yeah, I did not. It did not occur to me that. I mean, I knew that he had like either accidental or self-enforced erectile dysfunction, but they finally decide like, okay, we're going to we're going to kiss and we're going to do this together. Mm -hmm. And they make a plan and they go through with the plan and they're both in their robes. And they're both really (laughs) nervous. And Janelle's like, I don't know what to do. And Damon is like, what if we just hug each other? (laughs) Which was precious. Yes. I love that they start out just with that. It progresses from there. But I really think it highlights like intimacy can be so much more than penetration. Mm -hmm. And you could feel how uncomfortable they both felt in this scene. And how nervous they both were. And I think my note was like, gosh, how does anyone ever have sex when they feel this way? So I thought it was really Mm well-written. Yeah, I thought it was handled
1: pretty well. But yeah, he's nervous too that like he mentions um, at one point he's like he knew like a thousand ways how to like touch and please and caress a woman, but he couldn't remember a single one Mm -hmm. like going into it. It's cute. It's sweet. You know,
0: yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the men in this book, I think that Lucifar is the best one. He's my favorite one, I think. Yeah. He's possibly like the least problematic one. Although Damon's not really super problematic either, but Lucivar, I think is just the like best, maybe he uh, trains the women so that they can defend themselves And he takes care of them when they're on their period. He tries to take care of his mother, even though she's an asshole. Um, The story of how he taught Marion to defend herself with a skillet is just perfect. Lucifer is very pro-woman and I love it yes but what's funny is that they're very like
1: don't fuss over me get away from me
0: Mm -hmm. they're like no don't
1: fuss don't don't do this um which I think is funny at one point his I think it's his wife who says poor Lucifer you try so hard to take care of like the women in your life and we just make it so difficult for you
0: Mm -hmm. it's cute it is cute and he asks her about the sniffle books Oh, yeah, She's reading a book that's making her cry, and he asks her about it, and she throws it at him. (laughs) It's just precious. He's Mm -hmm. precious. I love him. I also love that. So, Falinar, one of the other Aryans that they're training, I think feels, like, insecure at one point about the role that he plays in relation to the other women because if they... (laughs) If they teach the women how to defend themselves, why will they need
1: men? Why
0: will they need the men?
1: Logical conclusion there. Yeah,
0: And he asked Falinar, do you know how to cook? And Falinar says, well, yeah, of course. And uh, Lucivar says, just because a woman knows how to catch her own dinner doesn't mean she's going to grow balls any more than you're going to grow tits just because you know how to cook. I love that. Me too. I highlighted that too. I think it just highlights like just because you have the skills doesn't mean you can't need another person to to do that too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think it showcases the equality in the relationships that men and women can have. At one point,
1: um, Janelle's family comes to visit, kidnap, I don't know. They come to... They come to find her and Wilhelmina, right? Mm -hmm. And her family sucks so much. Like her grandmother is like, so who is, it's like Hecata or Dorothea says, make sure you get both of them. Or like, definitely Janelle, we need Janelle. And Alexandra's like, no, I'm only going to get Wilhelmina. I don't care about the other one. Like, I don't care about Janelle. She's stupid. She can't even do basic craft. And it made me so mad And then there's another part where like her mom just takes absolutely no accountability for her actions where she's like, oh, like who knows what happened at Briarwood? Like I shouldn't have sent her there. She's like, oh, well, no, I sent her there because of her, like, because she was a weird child to begin with. And it's like, yeah. And you kept sending her back, even though she came back looking horrible and telling you that there were bad people there and bad things were happening.
0: Yeah. Take some accountability. I hated her family as well. I especially hated Alexandra. I mean, her mom is dumb, but she's always been dumb. Alexandra is not dumb. No, not
1: at all. I love what Satan says to her. He goes, I don't know why Janelle ended up with you. I don't know why the darkness would place such an extraordinary spirit in the care of someone like you. You didn't deserve her. You don't deserve even
0: to know her.
1: Mm -hmm. You're Satan being like a good dad, at least to her
0: yeah i also love that satan came back with um the fact that they're adults they're 27 and 25 janelle and wilhelmina are grown-ups they can make decisions on their own but i do like how he makes this really great comment about how i'll have to find it because i can't remember what it is but it is a really great comment about um them being or her being emotional like You just want them for this one purpose. And when they don't do what you want them to do, you declare them emotionally unstable so that you can just do whatever you want with them. Mm -hmm. I was so, so pleased.
1: And they ended up, it was their fault that, or one of the people that came with them, right? Basically tried to kidnap Wilhelmina, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, chloroformed her essentially, Mm -hmm. I think. And it resulted in killing one of the kindred, Mm -hmm. and you just don't do that. Janelle was super pissed, Mm -hmm. right? So she ends up um taking Alexandra to the abyss Mm -hmm. and breaks her. Yes, I loved that. Mm -hmm. Loved that so much. But then Janelle was so sad about it. I was like Don't be sad. She was awful. And like she turns to Damon and was like, She was a good queen, wasn't she? And he was like, No, sweetie.
0: No. Yeah. Well, I think that really showcases how much I mean, every child wants to be loved by their parents. Yes. Right. And so we really see the vulnerability that she felt. And I think this just harkens back to her as 12 year old Janelle wanting to be loved by the people that are supposed to love her, right? Mm-hmm. Wanting to believe that there was something there and being devastated as an adult to realize that it it was never there. Yeah. That's hard to accept as a child, but even as, I mean, as an adult too, like that rejection still hurts regardless of your age.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And regardless of how powerful you are, and even as a queen, I mean, it still hurts to know that your family didn't care for you.
1: Yeah.
0: Her grandmother you. calls
1: her monstrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh, it was so sad. And then there's like this line about her finally giving up on all the people she tried to love.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Irginal.
0: I mean, it's just really it's it's hard. I hated. I also hated how ignorant Alexandra was and how dedicated she was to uh, believing that Janelle was incompetent Mm -hmm. and not capable of being as powerful as she really was. She refused to, even when Janelle was showing her, was very obvious in displaying her power. Alexandra refused to believe that it was her, that she was just being used. Yep. Yeah.
1: She was all, she thought like Janelle was just Janelle didn't have this power she was basically just being used as like a decoy or whatever
0: yeah just a puppet Mm -hmm. being controlled by Satan and the guests that she brought what they brought brought with them were trash too when I think one of the the queens from the territory her name is Vania, she tries to force herself on one of the consorts in the first circle his name is Aaron and she uh, basically like falsely claims to that she had been sleeping with him, um, which is just ugh, it's just so annoyed by the the females from Tariel in this book, and Aaron like loses it and is gonna cut her throat. I love Janelle is like mm, I know you didn't. She shows up. She can feel Aaron's distress, and I just love. How aggressive she is in standing up for the people in her court.
1: Um, I like later, a little bit, I think it's later on, a little bit later on from there. um, All the people from uh, Terrell, Terrell, what is wrong with me today? Whatever. Anyway, they are all like, oh, nobody will sleep with us, right? Normally there are some people who will sleep with us. And um, someone goes, "Mm, yeah, but basically they won't sleep with you because you're from, uh, um to real and uh you guys have basically bad reputation for mistreating males so nobody here is gonna sleep with you sorry
0: yeah sorry not sorry right <laughs> and they're super insulted like ugh. yeah but if they didn't treat the men like shit um yeah well it's because men are property basically in to uh-huh. it's novel for them to come to a country tree and not be able to just force themselves on men Mm -hmm. i'm so glad like everyone like half the popular half of the blood in (laughs) to Mm dies it's great yes kill them all speaking of death there's a noticeable lack of satisfying deaths in in this series
1: Mm uh-huh
0: I was very unsatisfied with all of the deaths. There's just a lack of description. Jennifer L. Armentrout, I think, has the most gratifying deaths. But a lot of the other authors, like, you can get description when people are dying. Not so much here. It's really disappointing. Like Cartain, for example. Uh, Cartain is an awful person and has been through the entire series. And now we get to this book, and he is suffering, From the effects of Briarwood, he tries to get Janelle to show up to heal him and she's like, haha, I know who this is that wants me to heal them. And so she shows up as a shadow of herself and uh, he wants her and she's like, "Mm, nope, sorry, not sorry. You did this to yourself. Like I wanted some description something horrifying is happening to him but we, I don't know what it is I want to know what he looks like is he horribly disfigured is his skin melting off of his body yeah I agree it's what's happening Is yeah. he slowly rotting it's
1: interesting she chooses like other death scenes though to be really descriptive like um that one who killed Morton right and then the mm-hmm. Like that was a really descriptive like death scene when they got uh, the cats, right? The cats got revenge on
0: yeah on
1: him for that. Like why that person and not Cartain yeah. or Hecata or like these other ones.
0: Yeah, oh. these characters who've been off, like that guy has the guy. So it was like a green jeweled warlord prince. He has literally been in the book for two seconds and we get a very descriptive death for him. But Cartain, who has been awful for the entire series, Dorothea, Hecateau, who's been awful, the worst we get is with Dorothea, where she is like shitting herself to death. That's kind of satisfying, I guess. And the fact that Cartain is suffering, like that's kind of satisfying. But for these characters who've been present through the entire series, I want... I want the death that the the green jeweled warlord got where Calus like swipes at different pieces of him and cuts him open and cuts his hands off and slices his chest open and cuts his head off and throws it at lucivar and then takes a shit in his (laughs) chest cavity. Like that's a good, satisfying death. Yeah. The death I also, want that for these uh, annoying characters. I agree.
1: Also, the death of the person who um, tried to kill Carla. Yeah. Right? That was pretty, like, she cuts off, like, her legs, her arms, and then finally her head. Like, descriptive, violent, loved it. But why her? Like, I mean, I get why, like, you know, obviously I get why, but, like, at the same time, compared to everybody else, why that? Like, why her?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or like Janelle explodes the guy that tried to kidnap Wilhelmina. Yeah. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I need that type of suffering for the people who have caused the most amount of suffering. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. And it left me feeling unsatisfied.
1: We know Hecate is like slowly rotting.
0: Yes. At least. And that's really nice. That is very nice. I picture, like, the grandma from Spongebob that's just, like, a spine and a skull and brown nasty (laughs) skin.
1: In the wheelchair, I like chocolate,
0: chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I'm picturing something kind of like that. It is amazing
1: how, like, certain episodes of SpongeBob are just, like, so ingrained, I feel like. In Isn't our that generation. horrible? <laughs> right? I
0: just, it's such it's a dumb show. It, <laughs> but it is, I mean, the Guard worm from right. a guitar. I always picture the Alaskan bullworm. Mm-hmm. And then in these Facebook groups that I'm part of for a guitar they'll periodically do these things it's like okay Spongebob meme dump and there is so much applicable crap from Spongebob (laughs) for a guitar why they're perfect why I don't know it's inescapable and it annoys me how relatable it is because Spongebob was fine but this shouldn't be like the timestamp for the generation
1: (laughs) oh apparently
0: it is apparently it is yeah it's it's bizarre very I don't know what it is about Spongebob but it has left an indelible mark (laughs) uh you mentioned Morton's death that was Mm -hmm. kind of a bummer yeah and Carla's near-death experience also kind of a bummer because I feel like of the queen, she's probably the one that we've gotten to see the most from. And she's also very, uh, I don't know, just very, very likable. She's really sarcastic. Her like kiss, kiss yeah. um, comments. Like it's, I, I couldn't have been someone else. I don't know. Well, I mean, Janelle
1: meant, like, I think she ends up pretty much healing Well, except for for her legs, yes, but Morton's
0: still dead. Yes, that's true. I don't know. I was, it it was nice that, uh, because she, so I feel like the webs get mentioned a whole lot in this story Mm -hmm. and there are little sections within the chapters that mention like the dream weaving spiders making Mm -hmm. the webs and the impact that that's going to have like the future and stuff. Um, and so because of the webs, Carla was able to see that she was possibly going to die if she didn't do something. And so she had Janelle make rings for the Queens to wear kind of like, I think, I don't, I guess it's nice that they were actual rings and not like, I don't know, clit rings or something (laughs) because they're comparable to the rings of honor that the men wear around their penises. So mm-hmm. I guess it's nice that we didn't at least get that, didn't get that. But I do think it's nice that she's able to use her magic to say like, okay, we might need some rings to connect us too. Yeah. I I like that.
1: I like that scene where she gets her ring activated, right? And she opens her door and then there's like a bunch of the guys and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> looks like you're on our wavelength now too.
0: Yeah. And I, I love with that, the relationship that the men are able to have, like the relationship that the men and the women have with each other, how protective they are and how close they are. It's nice to see that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that grows even more because they can feel things through the rings with each other now too. Yes. I got very annoyed after Morton dies and it's like, oh yeah, we're probably going to have to go to war or we're already kind of at war, but it's not official. And Janelle was like, we're not going to war. And everyone is angry about it. She tells them all to come to the keep, tell their people to retreat as much as they can. Everyone throws a fit. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know that she's going to take care of them. She could have told them her plans. Yeah. That mm-hmm. probably would have been helpful. But she's always taken care of them in the past. So couldn't they just do what she has asked them to do without being a dick about it? Nope. They no, they didn't. They were really pissy and annoying.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, it's Damon's influence.
0: Yeah, Damon. Bah. The
1: person who annoyed me most in this situation though was surreal, right yeah she's like, well, I'm gonna go do something right And then she's like, well, I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do, but at least I'm gonna do something and it's like that's something that's yeah. going to get you killed like that does not make you heroic
0: no doing that stupid
1: I I think I kind of just dislike her character like I know she's kind of a badass, but at the same time, I just don't like her character yeah. like, and then when we get there, just like a little people, right when Damon shows, like when she shows up with Damon at I don't know the, the camp, mm-hmm. um, she forces Damon to like actually hit her and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just trusting in the spells that Janelle, which the super powerful person created, and like what, yeah, I don't get that. And Damon bites her tip, which I really like because she deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> that's really mean but I just I mean, I think I just don't like her
0: I was annoyed by almost everyone at the end of like near the end of this book when so Janelle is coming up with her plan to save the world basically and everyone is like nah and surreal's like nah and Satan is like so you know um Lucifer's mom is killed which was not upset about because still hated her still hated her and uh, lucifer's wife marion and his son damon are taken and so lucifer's like well i guess i'm gonna go after my family and satan is like well i guess i'm gonna go after lucifer maybe this will get janelle to act i know they're not gonna trade me but maybe me be or trade for me but maybe me being in pain will get her to do something i was so annoyed At one point he says, like something has to change, somebody has to act. And I was thinking, well, it only took you three books to finally be proactive about something. And now is not the time, you jackass.
1: (laughs) He picked the wrong moment.
0: You picked the wrong moment, my brother. Yeah else
1: is just kind of interesting with that in total. uh, Satan and Cyril had a relationship or a relationship had a conversation earlier in the book where she says something about, like, oh, I couldn't imagine you being subservient. And he's like, I'm not subservient, I serve. It'll do you well to remember that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, maybe you should be subservient in this situation, Satan, because yeah. like, listen to your boss, okay? Yeah, she I knows just best. Got,
0: I just got so annoyed because everyone who had been so supportive of her to this point started to doubt her except maybe carla and carla only didn't doubt her because she could see into the future and the only people that i were not annoyed with were not people they were the kindred <laughs> this is the exact reason why the animals are the best they just do what they're asked to do in the story they take care of janelle they build they build this like tent where she can heal because they know that bad things are going to happen and they're the only ones responsible for taking care of her while she's healing because the humans would see her and not believe that Janelle could get better yes but the kindred would see her and refuse to accept that she wouldn't get better
1: I really enjoyed that whole um, thing with kindred and the spider and stuff Mm -hmm. right because they talk about how the kindred are strong um, dreamers, right? So they're going to be the ones to be able to, like, keep the heart of Kaleer alive, which is Janelle, right? And I just, I loved all of that. There's this point where Janelle and the, um, I don't remember her name, I don't know, Spider Queen, I guess, are having a conversation. And Janelle's like, no, there's a separate path. And then Spider is like, no, no, don't take that path. You can't take that path because she realizes Janelle's going to die. And then that's when she enlists the help of the dog, whose name is Lad- Ladvarian. Ladvarian. Thank you, Ladvarian. Um, to get everything together so that because Janelle is going to follow this path, they need to do everything they can. She weaves all the healing web spells and stuff. Um, she instructs like the kindred where to go, you know, they get stuff from Tursa who else. It's just, I loved, I love that really what saved her were the kindred. She would have died. Otherwise Mm -hmm. the kindred and the spider, they saved her life. Yeah. Well,
0: and I think that really highlights like the value of the relationship that they have with each other, because the only reason that Janelle decided to ascend to power was to save the kindred. Like the humans in her life are important, but they weren't enough to get her to uh, choose her role. It was the kindred. And then we kind of see them coming back and saving her in that situation. So there's this nice like balance in their relationship. She became powerful so she could save them and they came together and saved her.
1: I like how, you know, they pass around the bowl. They have to put in like drops of their blood and thinking of like their best memories of Janelle, right? Mm -hmm. And the kindred just do it, but they get to the humans and they immediately go, why? Mm -hmm. The kindred are like, or the Leadvarian is like, oh my God. Like, just just do it.
0: it. Like, just do it. Yeah, and he has to clarify, they need to be good memories. Yeah. Like, Janelle's done so much for y'all. Mm-hmm. why can't you just be good friends and just like do three whatever days. is needed yes three days i agree i got annoyed with surreal too especially like early in the book when she first of all lucifer is like yeah you're coming with us otherwise you're probably going to end up like enslaved again or mm-hmm. enslaved so he basically forces her to come and uh, everybody else wants to like take care of her and she's like uh I don't need help uh I can do this all by myself and then a wolf wants to be best friends with her and she's like I don't need a wolf best friend ma'am do you know what I would do to have a wolf best friend she takes it for granted she does That's yeah, like a cute wolf
1: it's just so cute he,
0: he just wants to like I don't know, snuggle with her and Mm -hmm. go everywhere that she goes and take care of her and protect her. Like, Mm -hmm. I want that. I'm sure it's because she hasn't been able to depend on anyone for like her whole life. Yeah.
1: I mean, but like, even if it was literally just a pet and not a kindred who like didn't want to take it, it was just like a cool pet.
0: Yeah. Like it's an honor when a pet chooses you.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. She says at one point, which is interesting because it's kind of her noticing that she's in a safe place. She goes, she mentions that like when she was a sex worker they would say puppy love to mean like, you know if one of the Johns, I guess um, kind of started falling for them, right? But then she says she had ended up in a place where when someone spoke of puppy love they were talking about a real puppy. And I just thought that was cute and kind of funny. And also, I meant to make a note about this, but I didn't. They call all the guys boyos.
0: Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I feel like they picked that up really hardcore in this book, too. Yeah. Boyo. The boyos. The boyos. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we started reading this book, the ser- this series, because this was allegedly the series that Sergei Mass ripped off for A Guitar. Mm-hmm. And now that we're at the end of it, I really don't see that. I mean, maybe the Aryans with the wings, and there are some jokes about wingspans, but this seems a lot more like the Throne of Last series than the Akatar series.
1: Yes. And I think I, I think I had mentioned that too Yeah, in our first episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Janelle is much mean... closer to Aelin than she is to Feyre. And I mean, there were some things, right, in that first book that you could see, right? There was that run and all of that. You know, there was some stuff that, you know, translates, I guess, into a guitar. But like the rest of this series, no. Much closer to Throne of Glass and Aelin than it is to Vera. And even with that, it's not like plagiarized.
0: No. I feel like these are elements that you would find in other series as well. yeah. Female character with an enormous amount of power. Mm -hmm. That's shadow and bone. And then Mm -hmm. they lose their power or almost die at the end of the series. Also shadow and bone too. Mm -hmm. Probably some other ones that I can't think of right now. So this isn't like a single concept that has been plagiarized from one story to another. Right. Now the tunneling down into the power... That's kind of, like, it takes Janelle three days to tunnel into all of her power. And th- th- we, that concept does kind of come up with Lynn. Mm-hmm. Except she's tunneling for, like, weeks. Yeah. And we have the whole she's going to sacrifice herself and not tell anyone mm-hmm. sort of thing. That, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, while Janelle is making all of the plans, and Damon kind of is kind of involved mm-hmm. with that surreal gets super salty because they cut off Satan's finger and it doesn't seem like they're doing anything. And then Janelle decides, okay, we should do something it's time. And so she tells Damon that she needs 72 hours to like get to the point where she can enact this plan. And so Damon agrees to be a distraction for about 72 hours. And he goes to Hecata and Dorothea's camp as the sadist. And that was real brutal. Uh-huh. Like I knew that it wasn't real. And I was still like, wow, this is pretty rough. Yeah. He um uses so with Janelle's help, they craft some things to let the people be shadows. And so, like, I knew that it wasn't really Lucifer's wife and child that were. That were being, you know, tortured and destroyed. But when he faux cooked Marion's stump legs, and when he popped Damonar's head like a grape, I was like, oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. This
0: is really like I knew they were safe, but I was still like, oh, oh no.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This real bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it pretty rough. brutal. I mean, and even with like the other things he did, he had to like pretend to rape his father. Yeah, too in one of them. Yeah, and, and like uh, he was supposed to pretend to rape uh, surreal. Mhm.
0: Like, but yeah. It was it was pretty bad. Mhm. It was pretty bad. Um. But it was all fake. I feel like everyone is really unfair about Damon and his actions mm-hmm. I mean, afterwards.
1: Yeah, especially because um, Janelle asked him to do that. Mm-hmm. She gave him all the resources and was, and was like, you kind of have to do this. I'm really sorry. And Carla, I think it's Carla who says he's the friend that has to become an enemy to remain a friend. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So,
0: yeah. And even when Lucifer, so Lucifer thinks it's going to be a joke, like not a joke, but he thinks like, okay, this is part of something. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out, you know, he thinks that his wife and child are actually killed, but then finds out not too long after that they're fine. They're safe. It was all fake. Mm -hmm. He's still really terrible today. Like real terrible to damon afterwards and satan's mm-hmm. kind of the same way and i just didn't have patience for that but also how stupid were dorothea and Hecate, particularly dorothea was like there's no way that this is real he definitely is not being genuine with this mm-hmm. and hekata was like no he loves us <laughs> uh
1: stupid (laughs) yeah yeah it was like she was so dumb
0: with I guess they were just so desperate to believe that he would jump over to their side I guess I don't know
1: I don't know why like it it is mentioned that Hecata did try to put like a some sort of spell on him as well. So I could see her maybe believing it more than Dorothea believing it because she's like, ah, I spelled him. So he has to love me. But like, it just, I mean, y- y'all tortured him for like a thousand years. You think he's going to like, and he rebelled like the whole time. Like, if he had Stockholm Syndrome from it, he wouldn't have let, like, like no.
0: Damon's comments to Dorothea when he shows up at their camp are spectacular though. Mm -hmm. brings in surreal and you know acknowledges that she is dorothea's granddaughter and dorothea's like no slut is a granddaughter of mine which first of all rude Mm -hmm. but Damon says the only difference between you between you is she's under a male most of the time while you're on top of him but your legs are spread just as wide uh-huh. And me <laughs> makes a comment about how, because uh, uh, Surreal got paid for it, she at least had to develop some skills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Burn. Yeah,
1: that was great.
0: So this is probably mean. When Satan goes to the camp, they put a ring of obedience on him. So he's got the pain inducing cock ring. And. I do kind of take some satisfaction in in him having to wear it and experience the pain that (laughs) Lucifer and Damon experienced for centuries. Mm -hmm. His sons suffered for a very long time. And he did not put any effort into trying to find or help them until it became relevant with Janelle. So I think he should feel some of their pain because he was negligent. Also, what is going on with Satan's penis?
1: Yeah, I was confused because like the cockering didn't do anything to anyone else's penis like that.
0: Yeah, and well, I guess because he, he's he dead. Yeah, because he's dead, and because he's kept out in the sun for like a day, so it drains his power, and he's really old, like that. I don't know. So side note, the fact that drinking Janelle's tonics gave Satan the ability to have erections again, like I just don't even know what to do with that information. Um, it's, uh, it's weird, but being chained up with the ring of obedience and left out in the sun causes his penis to shrivel up or something. Damon, when he takes him into the cabin and pretends to rape him, he takes the ring of obedience off of him. And he's like, the description is, he's just like looking at it. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands at this point. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so like, but we get no description, like, what is, is it shriveled up? Is it like a dried up earthworm on a hot sidewalk? What happened to this penis? Yeah. Damon's just very concerned about it. And now I am weirdly curious about Satan's (laughs) Venus. Like you introduced it. How are you going to drop that and not say anything else about it? (laughs) It's weird.
1: It is weird. And then because we know the thing about her tonics, I'm like, well, maybe her tonic will just help again. Like, you know? Yeah. Like it's, and then. He had that relationship, though, with that woman like Sylvia, Sylvia. which I feel like that was a weird random thing thrown in that I just felt like, I mean, I was kind of happy for him, but it just, I didn't need that to the plot. Um, And he was able to, you know, have sex with her. And she asked him to marry him and everything. And he said, ask me in another year. And that said it didn't go well, but so... Then he's like, it's okay. I don't really have any need
0: for my penis anyway. And it's like, what? So there's that. And then Damon manages to get everyone rescued. Like he he gets them all out and he leaves with Satan. And they are riding the winds to get to the, the keep in to real. So before midnight on the third day, so that Janelle can unleash her storm. And Satan has this vision where he's seeing all of the webs and all of the, the demon dead are sacrificing themselves. And the demon dead are like dead for real now, which is sad. So I don't, I don't really understand how you become demon dead, but Prothar and Andalvar and Mephis are are like dead dead for real now and it was really sad
1: I know I teared up um especially like what made me tear up was when oh was it Andalvar talking to Satan when he goes like um when he says it's a good way to fight or something like yeah it's gonna destroy us all but it's a good way to fight or it's like oh I don't know, yeah. like something about like people sacrificing themselves, and this is like a whole group of like people sacrificing themselves, and I uh, just,
0: yeah. Uh, well, and it's people that have been Satan's companion for 50,
1: like fifty thousand
0: years. years. That's yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. Plus, literally all of the demon dead people in hell now like he it's cleaned out there's nobody left that's yeah it's just people that have been satan's companions for a very long time mm-hmm. and children and best friends and it's it's a lot so it was sad but sweet too because they did it to help janelle mm-hmm. like everyone was on the same page with janelle except the people who should have been on the same page with janelle yeah. Yeah. It was nice. I liked the way that that kind of got pulled in. And then, so Janelle unleashes like everything. So they call it the Maelstrom. And she takes out 40% of the blood into real, and then knocks 30% of them back to just basic magic, which is enormous. And then very few of the people in Kaleer die or lose their power, which is really nice. The same thing with little to real, like a lot of the people lose their power, um, which I think is very satisfying. You want the people who are bad to suffer. I feel like it would have been nice if there had been more of a description of Janelle's maelstrom, like what was actually happening out. Of, they, t- they describe it as like a big storm, which, okay, that's fine, I guess, but it would have been nice to have a little bit more description but the description that we do get of janelle like falling through all of the webs mm-hmm. and satan and lucifer and finally damon slowing her down so that she doesn't just completely destroy them that was a nice description yes
1: i loved the way the webs in that were described too with all of the jewels on them like it gave this really pretty picture in my head
0: yeah mm-hmm. So those descriptions were really great. I feel like we got a lot of web descriptions this go around and it was it was nice to have that. The actual, like some of the action scenes, I wish that we had gotten more description from that perspective, but the descriptions that we did get were nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting because clearly the author can do descriptions, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like with no problem and they're good and they're nice but then she decides to leave certain things like a mystery i guess and for me that's frustrating i want to be shown like in my brain like what something is i don't want to just imagine it like i don't know if, you know it's like yes there's a point to leaving certain things you know completely a mystery or whatever and having to force you to imagine the scene yourself but like mm-hmm. You know, I, I personally prefer description, I guess, than making it up in my head because I'm also like, is this what it's supposed to look like? You know, what was the author intending it to look like if I'm just making something up in my head?
0: So if I didn't already know that Janelle wasn't going to die, I would have been really upset on Damon's behalf at the end of this book. I think you told me she lives. So I was like, okay, I know that she's going to be okay, but he gets back. So the storm hits, the people die. They get back to the keep. Everyone's very happy to see each other, but Damon's like, where's Janelle? Is she healing? Like, is she just recovering? I know it was a pretty intense amount of power. So I get like, she's, she's got to be healing or something. Maybe she's just tired. And then he finds out that she's probably like dead and wasn't anticipating living and is just gutted. And I, if, if I hadn't known that she wasn't going to die, I would have been very upset because he has suffered so much and he gets back and he thinks he's going to get married. And he's thinking about visiting the jeweler and picking out a ring and he gets home and Lucifer's like, sorry, dude. Or someone is. And Isn't he's just. Or whatever. Oh, it's just, Yeah, Draka. And he's just like, he's screaming. Yes, He is so upset. They have to sedate him. Mm-hmm. It hurt my feelings.
1: Yes, I hurt for him. Even though I knew and I'd read this before. So I knew exactly what was going to happen and it was going to be okay. Like, I, I still heard from him, especially there's this one scene. I think he's at the statue and he's talking about. Um, marrying Janelle but this is from Lucifer's point of view and he's like and he realizes oh my god he was expecting to come back for his wedding and came back to her death like oh like yeah poor Damon I mean he was so excited he was like I'm finally going to get my happy ending that I wanted all of this is done you know we've overcome the worst part and she's gone uh, yeah. um now people do tell him like she's actually alive she's just healing right mm-hmm. um he doesn't completely believe it though like he's still really distressed understandably right yeah he's understandably distressed and I guess Janelle senses this in her because now she's in I don't I guess like another healing coma sort of thing um she comes out of it early and the kindred are like she's gonna have to like it's gonna take her longer to heal now because of that she came out for you and he he tries to explain that explain it you know being like even though they're telling me like i haven't seen it i haven't like i just can't seem to believe it um and Ladvarian, varian right the dog says it's hard to listen when your paw is caught in a trap which I love because it is like, so he's hurting, right? Yeah. And it's hard to listen to other people being like, it's going to be okay because he's in so much pain. And I love that this dog was able to make this analogy Mm -hmm. to a human like that. It was just, I love that moment.
0: Yeah, I did too. I also Mm -hmm. like that the dog is like, I mean, I guess we could have like.
1: shown you, you. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And Damon is like, I really don't know that that would have made much of a difference. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's (laughs) this book really needed an epilogue. It ends very abruptly. He Mm -hmm. goes, so and fetches Damon and goes like and brings him to the tent where Janelle is healing. And Damon sees her and is like, whoop. Walks away because I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if she's like been maimed or her organs falling out of her body. Has she not healed to that extent? We don't get a description, which annoys me. And then he's like, Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And so he goes back to the tent and he lays down next to her, which is really sweet. And she wakes up and he's like, Hi. And she's like, Hi. And that's it.
1: So so we do get a little bit of description because it's basically saying she looks like she's skin over like a skeleton. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if more was going on there, but like, I think that's it's not enough. It, yeah. Um, that's a description that we get, but I think it ends with like it being like Damon and it, her voice sounded like a caress saying his name which we've seen, like, that's been, like, it's not a theme, I guess, but it's been throughout, like, all three books, right, um, and so I think that might be why she ended it on that, but there's not, like, it's just, that's it, it's over, and I completely agree with you that we needed something, just, like, what? Yeah, there was nothing, it was just them being, like, I mean, acknowledging it's just like- each
0: other. The least amount of closure for characters I've ever encountered. (laughs) Okay, so she's not dead. That's it. Does she still have any magical ability? Like she's not dead, but is she like she's very frustrated? Yeah, and needed more.
1: That's true. I'm trying to remember if in the next story it turns out because Draga does say something like the queen is dead right but which is yeah like she she said but the witch isn't so
0: does she have a horn now i right which is the one with like the cat claws and the hooves and the pointy horn thing and Mm -hmm. a tail so is that what janelle looks like now i just
1: yeah and that's confusing like because you're right because then it's like did she lose her power and is she still janelle or is she witch now and Damon makes some sort of like comment about like he couldn't pick between either of them or like it, he would pick Janelle over which I don't remember exactly it was a weird comment
0: yeah.
1: um but yeah so I, I don't know how to completely interpret that and she doesn't answer the question and maybe she left it because she knew that like other books were coming but I'm not reading 11
0: books. No, I feel like you could have wrapped this up in a way that was more satisfying because I felt unsatisfied. Yes, very much so. I agree.
1: Like there wasn't even like and they lived happily ever after. It wasn't even that. Like
0: anything else would have been
1: some sort of conclusion, just the end. Like I don't, I don't even know. Just did not conclude anything. Uh let's talk about our favorite quotes door. So I picked one that's kind of recurring throughout the book, but its meaning has changed. So I have, um, Briarwood is the pretty poison. There is no cure for Briarwood. And in this sense, it's being used to talk about how all of the uncles or whatever, they're all getting what's coming to them. And the When we first see that though, the first couple of times we see that you use that there's no cure for Briarwood, it's in reference to the girls that are sent there and being killed and being raped and being traumatized. And so I like that we've kind of seen this flip between the beginning of the series and the end of the series between saying this, that now it's the um, men who went there, that there's no cure for them. Mm -hmm. Most of them are already dead, but
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, Cartain, I think, is the only one that's alive. And my favorite quote relates to just what you were saying. Janelle says this to Cartain when he requests a healer and she shows up and blows his mind. So she says, every blow, every wound, every rape, every moment of fear that you ever inflicted on another is coming back to you. You are taking back what you gave, Cartain. I felt very satisfied by this statement that she made to him Mm -hmm. Um, because she's forcing him to acknowledge the horror that he inflicted on other people with this punishment that he's experiencing right now yes and i
1: that reminds me of it's funny game of thrones where um the woman goes um tell Cersei I want her to know it was me right yeah because she's like basically she's admitting to it she's like I did this I want you to know Mm -hmm. that it's because of me that this is what's happening to you
0: yeah yeah anyway I was very satisfying yeah well that wraps up Queen of the Darkness by Ian Bishop uh join us next week we will be discussing For the Wolf by Hannah Witten and we'll have a special guest, Stacey McEwen or Stace Bookspace on Twitter, not Twitter, on TikTok and uh, Instagram uh, will be joining us. She, she talked with us last year when we covered Throne of Glass and when we covered one, uh, I think it was Craving Kaiva, the book uh, mm-hmm. by Zoe Draven, And so she'll be joining us next week and she will be sharing a little bit, I think, about the book that she has written called Ledge which will be coming out in September. So we're really excited to have her back on our show and we hope you join us for that. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.